Today, we're going to be talking about IDP players you should be buying now before the season starts because they are bound for a breakout this season, which means their price will skyrocket. With us today is a first-time guest at Front Office Pros, which is none other than Johnny the Greek. Johnny is a writer at the IDP Show, IDP Guys, and SGP at Fancy. He's also a co-host for the Big Nickel Podcast. Johnny, thanks for joining us today. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Uh, really appreciate uh, the chance to come on and talk to you guys. We almost got lost in the sauce there talking about uh, crazy past leagues and ideas and platforms and sites. We could have been here 40 minutes before hitting record. Good call on your part. Hut, hut, hike! So Christian Wilkins is going to be my dynasty buy in IDP. He is going to be expensive. Uh, he's heading into his fifth year option, uh, making $10.7 million a year. He's in contract negotiations as we speak. I think it's going to happen. I think he's going to be a Dolphin, uh, maybe not for life, but at least for his next uh, contract coming up here. I think he's a good investment. I think you're getting close to 100 tackles a year combined for um, a DT that's not really as well known as some of the other guys so you can get a little bit later uh, he's got great pff scores uh including excellent uh pass rush uh 85.1 overall 81 run defense 72 and a half pass rush which is all green or blue if you play all 22 so he's just a really good actual player and a great idp asset he's gonna get you a ton of tackles every week uh, so in the last two seasons, he's had 94 combined tackles, uh, about average per season in the last two years, which is incredible. Uh, so really good production week to week, very, uh, valuable asset in real football and IDP. Uh, I think he's going to be locked into that Miami defensive line for a good wild come. Uh, he may be costly, uh, in a startup or in a, a dynasty startup. But if you get him now, this is a set-and-forget defensive tackle for the next half decade, and that's worth its weight in gold. Uh, that is a position of scarcity, and if you have it, it's better than the guys that don't have it. Uh, so that is Christian Wilkins. Yeah, I like Christian Wilkins as a buy. You know, I wish, uh, I wish I had him in our Dynasty Salary Contract League, man. Uh, you know, he's just a pretty dominant force amongst that front, and, you know, guy that... Uh, also, it was good against, you know, with this pass rush as well. It gives you that benefit, not only just playing the run, you know, along the defensive line there as well. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, the, the thing is, that's interesting about him was I thought that, you know, was it an anomaly how many tackles he had? Because you don't see defensive tackles having that many tackles. I want to say him between the next guy is like 40 tackles. Like it's like, or it's a like huge amount of tackles between him and the, and the next guy. Um, but he's just very good at it. He's just right there in the middle of that defense. Uh, and, you know, being that now he's done it two years in a row, I think that's enough consistency for me to say that he's going to continue to do it. And like you said, Johnny, he's uh, looking for a contract extension. Don't know if it'll get done uh, before the start of the season, but he's got extra incentive uh, to keep playing. Uh, well to be able to get that contract so my first buy here dynasty idp player is carl granderson uh you know carl granderson has a great opportunity for playing time this year marcus davenport is now in minnesota and he was a guy that played 490 snaps last year along the saints defensive line um and last year granderson set career highs in tackles with 53 and sacks at five and a half and then tackles for loss he had nine and then he also played a career high snaps with 479, you know, obviously in IDP, you know, amount of snaps and opportunities you have, you know, that's 
huge because the more you're on your field, obviously the more opportunity that player has for points. But he logged all four starts over the last eight games last year and had a 59.6 snap share percentage where he produced 39 tackles, 21 solo, six tackles for loss, and five of his five and a half sacks all came within the last eight games there over those four starts. It looks like, uh, you know, Carl Granderson's going to be the bookend starter uh, alongside with Cam Jordan this year on a Saints defensive front that had, uh, was top five in sacks last year. You know, Joe, I'm not as confident as you are as far as Granderson. I believe Johnny's going to agree with you on this. Uh, you know, <laughs> I think Cam Jordan's definitely getting older, and they did draft Isaiah Foskey in the second round. Be curious to see how quickly he acclimates. They also have got Peyton Turner, who's kind of a tweener, um, kind of, I think, also rotates in that edge and interior. So uh, I think, you know, from a breakout standpoint and, and buying him now, I think it makes sense because if he does do that, I feel like his value is pretty low. Like, I feel like you could get him for not all that much. Maybe I'm just low on him. Um, but that does, it fits the, the profile. And if you are right and he does break out, uh, you may get 3x, 4x return. Yeah, yeah, this is a price thing for me, uh, especially with the redraft crowd coming back right now and um, just people that did, maybe didn't, you know, weren't degenerate enough to track this guy last year. I, I think there's still like a lack of recognition that Carl Granderson's a good option this year. Uh, and the price is right. Uh, it, you know, as long as I can get him at a relatively good deal, I will take it every time. So uh, we'll see what happens. I, ho I hope it works out. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I got him for half a million guaranteed in our signer captain dynasty league this off season of free agency. I was, I was pretty happy about that. Nice. Definitely an under the radar guy. Uh, my first breakout though, I'm telling you that you need to buy now before he skyrockets is defensive tackle, Derek Brown, uh, former first round pick. He's age 25. He has two years remaining uh, because the Carolina Panthers accepted his fifth year option. Uh, in 2022, we played 17 games. He had two sacks, 20 hurries, and 66 combined tackles. Uh, and his pass rush snaps, he actually ranked eighth uh, at 479 pass rush snaps total compared to all interior defensive linemen, uh, which is pretty good. Uh, he also had uh, 20 hurries, which ranked 17th. Now going into this season, Ejiro Evero is now the defensive coordinator for the Panthers. So they're transitioning over to more of a 3-4 base defense. Under Evero, players with a similar uh, defensive line technique have done very well under him with Aaron Donald and Draymond Jones last year for the Broncos having a career year. Uh, Derek Brown is not the only pass-rushing entity uh, with one of the best edge rushers in the business with Brian Burns, and they also bring Wiley veteran Justin Houston uh, to come into that defensive line. Defensive tackles develop late, and so I could see him having a similar type of jump uh, that Dexter Lawrence did last year. He doubled his sacks numbers and his career high in tackles by more than 14 tackles. So I see him having a similar jump to Dexter Lawrence in his, in his PFF grade last year. Uh, Derek Brown was at 84.4, which ranked ninth for interior defensive linemen, third for run defense, and 13th for pass rush. He is uh, very good at run defense. Uh, he needs to increase his pass rush. So I think that Derek Brown is a screaming buy right now before he breaks out. Yeah, uh, with you 100% on that, man. I. I've been getting him very, very, very late uh, in recent drafts, and you're good for a good few tackles a game guaranteed. 
And if he increases that pass rush, like you were talking about, if he gets a little bit better this year, we're looking at a way ton more sacks than usual. And we already get a good tackle floor out of him. And that's, that's a beautiful thing. And he can get him crazy late. Cause a lot of people have given up thinking that he may not ever develop into what we thought he was capable of coming out of college, which was a freaking monster. Uh, so you, like you said, it takes time. And, uh, I, yeah, this could be a huge year for him. I I love getting uh, Derek Brown where I can. Uh, doesn't cost much at the moment either. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, this was a good call up by you, Steve. I you know I like Derek Brown. Um, you know, as you mentioned, I think uh, his comp to Dexter Lawrence there was a good call out, and I I could definitely see him breaking out, especially with a Everett coming over there from the Broncos to the Panthers. Not to mention he was a former top 10 defensive tackle. You don't see that every day. So, I mean, he has elite talent. Uh, it just takes a while for those defensive tackles to develop. We see it time and time again. So are you enjoying this video so far? Well, if you are, show your support to our new channel by hitting the subscribe button and liking this video. We'll be creating videos all NFL season long. So you're not going to want to miss what we have in store. All right. So my other dynasty buy is going to be Josh Sweat. So he is signed right now through 2025 and is in a similar position to Pete Werner. He's already a great option, but will only improve as the veterans like Brandon Graham and Derek Barnett retire or finish their careers elsewhere. Uh, so Sweat last year is coming off a season where he put up 48 combined tackles, 11 sacks, and a host of other great stats, including 15 tackles for loss. Uh, with those 15 tackles loss, for loss, you're getting a double-digit uh, sack upside player for reduced cost due, due to the lack of name value here. Uh, he finished as the sixth overall defensive end in my home league last year and beat out many better-known names, such as T.J. Watt, Joey Bosa, Jalen Phillips, and others. His PFF of 86.6 is blue. Uh, Josh Sweat has an 80.5 run defense grade, 82.1 pass rush grade. He's phenomenal all around. His playing time was the only limiting factor that we've been looking at the past couple of years here, and that should improve uh, this year and in coming years as he becomes the anchor of this defensive line and the veterans before him move on, which is happening very shortly. Josh Sweat. Yeah, my only concern with him is uh, them drafting Nolan Smith in the first round. Uh, you know, obviously they have Hassan Reddick. Reddick, a lot of people, the comp that they had from Nolan Smith was Reddick. Reddick obviously had a breakout year or did really well with the Eagles. He's done better elsewhere as well, but this was his most dominant. So I, I don't know if Josh Wett's going to escape the rotation. I think I don't feel ever be a guy that gets a huge amount of snaps, but I'll tell you this, you are right in that he's he's definitely under the radar. He's not a uh I'll say brand recognition name. It's not like people would list him off. He's definitely under the radar. So as a result, you're getting really good production, very similar production for a much lower name value, um, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, definitely. You know, and uh I don't know, I think sometimes the rotations might not not always be a bad thing as well. I mean, the the Eagles have so many players with the rotation. It could allow these guys to be fresh, and then his pass rush reps could be you know really good just because he's a lot fresher than the other players on the field as well. So I I mean he's definitely a good buy, especially you know like you said he's not that household name. All right, the next guy I'm going to buy here is a possible IDP breakout is going to be cornerback Nate Hobbs. Uh, Cornerback positions are really volatile position. It can be tough for IDP, you know, 
especially depending on what your scoring is. Guys can just have big weeks depending on if they get an interception or a pass deflection. But finding a finding a quarterback, you know, like Nate Hobbs that gives you consistent tackles can definitely give you an give you an edge uh, from week to week basis over you know other guys that have those other unstable corners. Uh, Hobbs was one of the most consistent tacklers last year. You know, unfortunately, the one thing with Nate Hobbs is is been his injuries. But if he's able to stay on the field, you know, he's he's just shown that he's a top tackler and it's been grading out on PFF quite well. Um, but even last year, he only played 11 games, but he had at least five tackles in seven of his 11 games in 2022, which was impressive because the average total tackles at the cornerback position is under four. So, you know, obviously you can tell how much of a elite tackler this guy is at the cornerback position. I also like the fact that he's got the versatility to play inside and outside. Obviously, when he plays the nickel nickelback position, uh, you know, they say the closer you are to the ball, obviously the more opportunities you have at tackles and just the opportunity for points in IDP. But, you know, the Raiders have had injury problems at the cornerback positions. They've brought in, I think, four corners that over this offseason. But I think the fact that he's shown that versatility to play inside and outside should lock in his role on this defense. Yep. Love this one. Love Nate Hobbs. Uh, I was looking at this for an article earlier in the offseason, and it's it's something like if you go to back to last season and assume he doesn't get hurt and he finishes the year at the combined tackle rate he's got every week, it's like a, over 120-something from the cornerback position, which is absolutely insane and unheard of. And if you get 70 a year, you're happy. 120 is insane. So, yeah, this is a screaming buy. He just needs to stay healthy. That's the only problem. Well, not to mention, you know, the secondary is probably might be the worst in the league. I mean, they really have nobody <laughs> on defense. I mean, they've had a turning style at cornerback, at safety. These invested guys like in guys like Trayvon Mulrig, it just never have really panned out. Uh, they just they just that that it's so unstable that secondary room. I think Hobbs is actually the most dominant guy. So um at defense in large outside Max Crosby. Uh, and Chandler Jones, who had a pretty disappointing season, is really devoid of names. Uh, so I think uh, this defense is not going to be all that great. And if that's the case, uh, he should get a lot of action. Um, because the thing is, if the only only thing I could be concerned about, now that I'm talking about it, is for a cornerback, they can avoid throwing at him. So, you know, would, will it be that he's so dominant that we're going to just completely avoid him? I don't know if he's there yet, but he could. The Marcus Peters things uh, helps. I think. I think that helps. That helps him because uh, they got a corner across now that's just as insane as him and could do some real damage. So it kind of scares him a little bit. But you're right. <laughs> Las Vegas is is not great. But uh, we'll see. I just I, I think if he stays healthy, everyone's going to be very happy with with what we got this year. So my other breakout that I think is going to skyrocket. You better buy him now is linebacker Aziz Al-Shire. He's 26 years old. He signed a one-year prove-it deal with the Tennessee Titans for $5 million. Uh, Rand Carthan, the new GM of the San Francisco 49ers, got to see him play in San Francisco and decided, hey, we need to bring this guy over here. In 2023, he ran a total of 313 snaps. He hasn't had much of an opportunity because he's been behind linebacker Fred Warner and linebacker Trey Greenlaw. The one-year Aziz 
was a starter. He was filling in for Dre Greenlaw in 2021 when Dre Greenlaw had a groin strain that had him missed most of the season. And in those 13 games he played in 2021, he had a combined 98 tackles. Uh, so I think now that he has this opportunity in Tennessee, I think he's going to do great. Uh, he has the green dot, which we know is a big deal on his helmet, meaning he's going to be the quarterback of the defense. And Mike Vrabel, former linebacker himself, uh, has already came out and said that he loves his leadership and how he runs to the football. Uh, in PFF, he was graded at 67.8 last season, which ranked 55 uh, for linebackers, but he was 79.7 for run defense, which was 21, 72.2 for tackling, which was 50, and then 83 for pass rush. And this is interior linebackers for number four. So I just think that due to his opportunity, there's really nobody around him. They've got like Dylan Cole or Monty Rice. These guys just haven't really done anything. So uh, he is going to be the linebacker on this defense. I think he's going to do really well. He's got extra incentive because he's looking to get paid because he took a prove it deal. This is his opportunity to shine. I think he will. I think the Titans will probably re-sign him to a long-term deal for a good amount of money. So you better buy Aziz Alshair. Now I had him before in my league, my team. I was, I had him last year. I ended up trading him uh, because I just didn't know where he's going to go. This is a great spot for him to go. I wish I would have held on to him. Yeah, yeah, you guys. Uh, I don't think we've taken anyone really like uh, argumentative worthy here. To be honest with you, this is a great list. You know, I'm not going to argue with this one either. Aziz <laughs> Alshair is a great buy. Uh, yeah, he could be a 120 plus tackle guy that you get for the, the click of a mouse and redraft because no one knows who the hell he is, and and he's not going to show up when you sort by last year's stats uh, as anything special at all. Which that's what half the people are going to do anyway. So. <laughs> It's yeah, it's great, man. It's a three down linebacker in an era where three down linebackers are going extinct. I am all about it. Is he's Elshire, man? I, I completely agree with you. He's a guy I really like. Um, really liked watching him with the 49ers, and he's been a player we you and I have been talking about a lot, Steve, and how excited we were that he landed with the Titans and the opportunity he potentially could have had because you talked about you know how he was stuck by some talented linebackers over in San Francisco, but. The other thing to mention is so far, you know, we've seen him also wearing that green dot for that Titans defense. So I'm excited about him for sure. So that concludes our show, breaking down Dynasty IDP breakouts for the upcoming season. Make sure you buy these guys before it's too late. Uh, before we sign off, Johnny, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Where can others find your great work? Hey, thanks for having me, guys. This is really good stuff. Uh, I, I love talking the degenerate end of things. That's definitely you guys. Uh, so uh, looking good. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll be writing uh, Cornerback Corner at theidpshow.com, and I'll have a podcast uh, with Gary, the IDP tipster, on the SGPN network in season. And then, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Come visit me at any of those places. And uh, I've, I've probably got IDP articles at IDP guys going back a while if if you need strategy and stuff it's all there so um yeah uh come check me out or, or don't either way but uh thank you for having me on fellas i appreciate it oh thank you for having or sorry <laughs> thank you so much for for joining us and coming on and for those of you who are trying to get an idp johnny's been uh, doing this for quite some time he's a great resource make sure you go and check him out give him a follow if you don't already Thank you so much for watching and until next time.